Good morning, one Jeremy. Days, huh? One of those days, eh, Petey? One of those oh, days. Every day is one of those days. Listen, I am going skiing today. I am going to bail. I'm going to try my hardest not to break every bone in my body, but um, it's a lot of snow. You got to go take advantage of it. Did you guys see there's skiing in Napa in between? What? They are skiing in between the vines in Napa. Global warming, my ass. Climate that, change. I, I don't understand that. How's that, how's that work? Do they even they, have hill? Do they even have hills in Napa? Oh like I don't. Yeah, you mean, meaning like. meaning, do they have like yeah. ski slopes? No, no, they don't have ski slopes. But you know that there's a lot. So of So you're just basically doing hills. one run. These guys, these More guys cross are country skiing. Through these the, guys are literally, literally going, for, you know, through the through their their vinery, their wineries on on skis and snowboards. It's insane. I'm like, I I don't know whether this is going to hurt the grapes or if it's going to protect the grapes or not. But man, 2023 might not be a good a good year. Oh, they might be just making a lot of ice wine. <laughs> right, good one. Maybe good Napa. One, maybe Napa is going to become an ice wine maker. You know, like the old yeah, there Niag- you go. There like you Niagara go. region. I grew yeah, up Niagara. where I grew up. Uh, it's like that's where all the I'm not going to say all the ice wine, but a lot of great ice wine comes from some of the wineries in southern Ontario because it's so cold. Is it, isn't Gretz's? Wasn't Gretz's um, winery there? Still is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It did you good? know? Did you know that he's part owner of the Niagara Ice Dogs? I didn't. I know. Did was that. that? It was. That's just got to be recent, right? Well, unless I haven't actually done research on this, but someone actually told me that they brought all the players from the Niagara Ice Dogs out to Gretzky's winery and had dinner with them as a surprise, and he was, and he's like one of, I think, a minority owner. I don't think he's like full fledged owner, but. I think he's a minority owner of the Niagara Ice Dogs. Great thing about that is if I'm wrong, I can cut it out because I'll research it after. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what? Well, what? What? What are we going to say? I, I, well, I, don't, I was going to say I don't think that's going to add to his to his fine to his financial security owning owning the Ice Dogs. But it's nice. It's nice to be have the greatest great great one involved with your team, right? I want to ask you something. Are you not surprised? I know he's, I know he coached, you played for him. And which I think, I love Wayne Gretzky. Okay. I got to make that clear. I thought that was, did that tarnish his reputation for a short period of time, maybe as when he was the coach? Or was that just a shitty position to be put in? It's a very shitty position to be put in. And I, it always it always made me um, curious why he would get involved with a, with a, with a team like, Arizona, you know, being Mr. Hockey, um, well, not Mr. Hockey, but being the face of hockey and being the greatest player, um, arguably of all time, to get involved with a team in, in the desert, right? It just doesn't. It's well, just, I think they probably <laughs> were thinking, oh, he he built it in L.A. Like he's responsible for hockey in Arizona. Like he get they get trade. He gets traded to. LA and all yeah. of a sudden all these sunny markets are are taking on hockey teams but I just wonder I don't know like 
I, he, I, I he guess tarnish isn't the right word. I guess it's kind called of like golf, Jr. Affect his legacy. You know how much of how big of a golfer is golfer he yeah, he yeah. is. He goes to an area that he's living in paradise, able to go to the rink, coach, be a part of hockey, and I think he learned something as as a as a as a hockey person. I think he realized how hard it is to be a coach in the NHL, how much time and yeah. effort you need to put in. Oh, it's almost no like question. you have no, no life. Well, I will tell you, I, um, it's really important too to get involved with the right people, right? With the right ownerships, with the people that are going to do things the proper way to make your, your team better. Uh, Gretz got caught up in a group of owners that, weren't big hockey fans, weren't hockey um, knowledgeable that were developers and they were in it just to make money. And when they take, when they put that building and they built that building way out on the pig farms, by the way, that the owners owned. So the owners of the coyotes put the building on property that they already owned for their own benefit to build the big entertainment complex out there but at the time there was nothing out there and then when it got built it got built from people that were moving from out of california to escape the stupid california politics you know what taxes. though solid effort though because what they built was kind of cool but there was no one there to go there like the only oh, time oh i'm not saying i'm not saying it's not the effort but you yeah, could yeah. work as hard as you want but if you don't work smart yeah it, yeah, it, yeah who gives a shit i like the idea we, just we've talked, wrong. we've talked about that wrong right? we talked about that wrong location wrong location of but... course so gretz so gretz gotten got involved with these guys and they didn't have enough money and they couldn't put the right team on the ice and then next thing you know here Gretz is trying to coach a team that was you know very mediocre and then he had to be Wayne Gretzky all at the same time that he was trying to coach and he couldn't be in the rink all the time he couldn't be couldn't put the time in and you know Gretz isn't going to sit sit around and watch tape all day long come on give me a break it's just listen I love Gretz too but he he was set up for disaster as a coach, it was just set up for disaster. I I can't imagine how hard it must have been for him to watch players fly down the wing and be like, "What? Don't you see that guy there? Don't you see him in the slit? You know, I mean, well, how many elite, elite <laughs> hockey players are NHL coaches in this game? Talk, fucking none. There's none. There's Talk none. Elite player. Talk was an elite player. No, listen. Okay, hold on, Jr. You are an elite player, Jr. Hold on, uh, it, Marty Saint Nick Louis. Talkett was a Marty was a different and still yet style. to be determined, though, Jr. That's still was a, yet to be was a different style player than what you were. Yeah. When I well, think of Rick Talkett, I don't think of the player that I'm talking about right now. Okay, I don't. Rick Talkett was a power forward type player that fought the toughest he was he had enough skill to be on power plays and produce points but he played a certain style where he was intimidating he mm-hmm. he, he actually scored. played hockey the right way he's like honestly one of the most he's, perfect he's hockey a, players he's to a, ever po- play he's a perfect he's, power forward yeah he's perfect. but i don't look at him when i'm talking about what i just said 
where are the elite players in the game? I don't look at Rick Talkett as an elite player that I'm talking. Okay, so about okay, right okay, now. so okay, so categorize your elite. What are this? What are the categories? Like I'm talking like, like, like Gretzky, I just Saint Louis. Saint Louis was a good one. Saint Louis was a good one. God damn it, that's yeah. a good one. That's well, a no, really JR good one. Jr. said it. Jr. Yeah. said it, yeah. and then I added it. That's still yet to be determined how that works. So it looks good right I now. I think I mean, he's doing a really, really good job with a very, yeah, very too. average team I in do Montreal. Too. So do I. So do I. And I think the players love him there. From what I'm reading. And 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 the type of coach he is, which he has absolutely no, he he has about as much, um, you know, resume than what I have. He basically has done the exact same thing as what I have. He has coached yes. kids yes. hockey. He was coaching kids that were nine years old, ten years old, eleven, all the way up till he was uh, fifteen years old. Okay. Yes. And then he gets hired. He's co- he was coaching a 15U team in in Connecticut and then gets hired as the Montreal Canadiens head coach. <laughs> it goes to show that you don't need a resume to go and do as long as he needed okay. to be surrounded. He needed to be surrounded by by good coaches that could help him, but his attitude and philosophy is what Who came you got, up. Jeremy. Got another one. Okay. Rod Brind- Rod Brindamore. No, again. <laughs> again, JR JR, um, okay, yeah. let me help you out with what I was saying. When I say an elite player, We're when I say a four, a four, I'm talking a about a 400, a 400 goal scorer is not elite. What the fuck? Where are we? Where are JR, we? JR, JR, let me, let me, I'm going to ask Night you a question. Overall. You'll Night answer it. What, Night what overall. was Rod Brennamore the best at? Everything. Defense, yeah, okay. Thank you, thank you, Andrew, for being honest with me. Jr. Fuck, like, just answer the goddamn question. Hey, Petey, look up Rod Brindamore's stats, please. Okay, and you tell me how how defensive of a, and you tell me if this motherfucker didn't do everything. Oh, he did. He did do it. I don't think he had. I am not. I'm pulling his stats up, but I'm going to say I don't think he had more than seventy points in a season. And I'm not saying that's not good at a time where scoring wasn't really, you know. At an all-time I, high. I will go back to this again. What type of player is Rod Brennamore? He is a defensive specialist. Scratch he was that. in he the running. He was in the run. How much? What was his best year? 97 points, 35 goals, 62 <laughs> assists. Minus nine that year. So Whatever, much for Rod. Defense. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's just one year, though. That's just That's one year. One. He's he he was he was a great penalty killer. He was very good defensively, but he was a good offensive player. Man, he was a nice okay. So so nice he did overall. have eighty six points one year. He did have ninety seven points one year. Yeah. He did have another yeah. year at eighty seven points. But in his like twenty two year career, he was a fifty sixty. You can even say 50, 60, 70 point guy. His job was to play against the other team's elite offensive talents. That's what he did. That's why we're talking about Rod Brennamore is going to go down in history. That makes, that you, makes him even better. That makes him even better than he played against. That, that he played against their other I guess what, okay. still, still scored that many points. Okay. So <laughs> let me, let me change. Let me change Jr. My, the question that I asked you, I said, who are the elite players? And and Rod Brennamore, I would I Okay, I, I think you need to say superstar. 
So, okay, that's okay. kind of what I meant. I didn't. I didn't think that I would have to go and and uh, pencil this out for you. Dude, there's so but, many like, levels where, of hockey players. Where's uh, where's uh, Mike Medano? Where's Mike Medano? Mike like, Medano is Mike, Med- Mike Medano is trying to raise five kids under eight years old right now. <laughs> he's engulfed. He's engulfed in being a daddy. Yep, and and so that's that's kind of where I'm getting at. I'm I'm getting at like where are the elite superstars, like the the elite offensive superstars, like Rick Tockett. I look at Rick Tockett and say, man, if he if he coaches like he played, then I literally want to play for Rick Tockett. I 100%. want highly skilled, very physical. Nasty, team-oriented, defensive, offense—like he's got all of it. And I want to play for Rick Tockett. I want to yeah. play for Rick Tockett right now. PD and I, a year ago, two years ago, Rod Brennamore's contract—I think it was last year, right, PD? Rod Brennamore's contract was One up the last two um, years for now. renewal with Carolina. Rod Brennamore was the hottest coach to come on the market since. Mike Babcock, when he signed a massive deal with Toronto, there were teams that were lining up that would have lined up and paid Rod Brennamore what his asking price was. And he, and he elected to sign the most ridiculous contract in the history of contracts for coaches. And here's the thing. He he wrote he he signed this contract in Carolina. Petey, help me out here. Help me out here and 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 find out as I'm talking what he signed for because it was grossly and I mean grossly under the market value. And does the number like 1.7 ring a bell? It absolutely does. When he should have been making six or seven. Okay, like you, you have Alain Vigneault who signed a five-year deal. I think it was five years in in um, Philadelphia. Philly, Philly. Like f- yeah. If five five for five, like all the top, all the top guys were signing for four to five million easily, and then you had obviously Babcock that was signing for seven, I think. And Rod Brennamore was a guy that, like a player, is a market setter. He's there to help not only just sign for himself, but he's signing for the other coaches that are behind him because they use him as. He's the Ray Bork of coaching. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Been underpaid, been underpaid and, and is like an elite superstar. So every NHL team can sit there and go, well, Ray Bork's making this. You can't make more than Ray Bork. Right. Or or Rod Brennamore makes $1.7 million. What makes a, what makes you think that you should get 2.5? You know what I'm saying? Like Rod Brennamore was an elite coach in the game and signed a horrible contract that screwed all the other coaches. That's the way I look at it. Now I think Rod Brennamore, we're talking about elite. I don't think I don't look at Rod Brennamore as an elite hockey player. I look at him as literally one of the greatest two-way players to play the game in the NHL. But I'm not okay. talking that type okay. of player, Jr. I'm talking about elite. So we're talking. We're bases talking about of the team. We're talking about Hall of Famer, 
Hall of Famer type. We're um, talking about offensive guys, offensive guys that see the game differently than what everybody else does. Like, listen, I was an NHL hockey player and played for 16 years. And um, I was absolutely off the chart mesmerized with some of the things that Joe Thornton did with the puck or, yeah. or an Alex Kovalev or, or Saku Koivu. Like, I remember watching those guys. Like, I'm like, what? How do they see that? 2.5 million uh, per year. Okay. So literally still really, low. still really low, extremely low for, for what he should have That's signed. What this for. article says too. And that could be wrong. It's just, it's all over the place, but it's not enough. How's that? That's by, very true. By it's double, not, 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 by for him, double not for him. Maybe even triple based on what he's done in Carolina. Sorry to interrupt guys. I was just, no, that's, here. that's kind of like, I knew that he no. had signed that contract. And could you, and, imagine, could you imagine being, could you imagine being a coach in this, generate in this generation right now being a coach in the league right now you know i watch the games you guys watch the games um and some of these old-time guys that played the game like Tockett, like marty like roddy gotta be so hard to, to coach right now in the frustration the game is so talented it's so fast but i i don't think there's ever been a time when the the comment that people usually say about hockey it's unbelievable to be there in person to watch it in live, but it doesn't it doesn't correlate off the television. It doesn't you can't get the feeling. I watch it on TV and it is I'm telling you it is awful. Do you know what the it's biggest awful. problem is with the game today in my opinion, gentlemen? And you tell and it started in my generation. Absolutely. I I mean I I would go, and I never understood when guys on my team in New Jersey were like, you can't go to dinner with your old teammates or don't talk to guys on the other team. I don't care if they're your friends. Like, all these guys are friends. Name me two teams that absolutely hate each other. Name two. Right now now in the league that you know when you turn them on, it doesn't have to be a playoff series. Rangers, Rangers, New Jersey hate each other. Calgary, Edmonton hate each other. Do they? They, Montreal, Boston, Montreal, Toronto hate each other. Edmonton, Calgary. Did it look like they hate each other? I think <laughs> in recent years, maybe there's been some hatred. I think the cities, I think the cities hate each other, but I don't think they play each other like they hate each other anymore. Thank you. Thank um, you. That's that's I mean the best the best hockey game that we saw that I saw this year was Calgary Rangers uh, about two months ago. It was one of the most physical games, high scoring games. Again, I was at two Blackhawk games last week, and uh, Blackhawks versus Nashville and Blackhawks versus Dallas. And I will say, I, I sat pretty close. The speed of this game and the talent of some of these players is unbelievable. The the intelligence of sixty percent of the people that were on the ice was wasn't a, a failing grade. They they would get a failing grade in 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 hockey intelligence. Just no, no sight line, no, no feel for the game, throwing the puck aimlessly, throwing it into the middle because they panic, you know, and, it, and it's why you watch guys like what I'm going to say now, Joe Pavelski, Rupe Hintz, um, Robertson, the guys that I was watching that are so smart and the, you, you see such an unbelievable difference in terms of intelligence but a game is just it's it's fun to watch when you're right there 
but I was watching the Blackhawks game last night. Um, and then I watched Vancouver Anaheim a little bit. It just doesn't, doesn't translate on TV, man. The way that they play without the physicality, without the fights is just, it's, it's boring. It's the same shit every single night. Same thing. You can watch the same game every night. Unless, unless you have a goal like, like Zegers you, did. You know what? It's amazing you, know? you say that. You could just have two teams, but the same game on every single night. The same two, same two teams change their jerseys, change their names. You're going to get the same game. Same game. You're, you're, going, to game. Have a, you're going to have a superstar. You're going to have some other fast guys. You're going to have some young guys with skill. You're going to have a, an elite defenseman. These are things that all these teams have. You might not have a fucking goalie, but there'll be somebody in the net. But someone's going to do something like really cool. Like Zegers' goal last night was pr- pretty, pretty stupid sick. You know, I mean, did you guys well, he's, see it he's last one night? of the guys we talk about that's completely changing the game. I mean, like, is he cover of NHL worthy? No, but he is because he's a highlight. You reel. think the NHL likes him down in Arizona or uh, down in Anaheim? Like yeah. that player, that player. Could you imagine the sellability of that player in Canada? Oh, my oh God. unbelievable. 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 Yeah, I, I, I think every, he's every being kid, wasted every kid, in Anaheim. Every kid, would have, every kid in Canada would have his jersey. Sold all over but the I'm, place. But I'm not even talking jerseys, okay? I'm talking Trevor <clears throat> Trevor Zegras. I can I can say that he's one, one kid that I think if he was in a market, a big market, would sell the game at another level. Right now, he is on one of the worst teams in the league. I think he's on the second worst team in the league in Anaheim or third worst team in Anaheim. He is doing things on a nightly basis on a very average, very bad team. Okay. And he's still on the highlight reels. And I think when you sell the game, you're selling to young kids. Okay. The parents bring your the kids to, to a hockey game. The the parents are the ones that are turning on Sportsnet, TSN, ESPN, whatever you're watching, whatever. And the parents are the ones that are turning this sports channel on so you can watch the highlights from the night before. Trevor Zegras would sell the game in Canada in particular at another level. And yeah, I'm and it's, it's, it's funny. That, it's funny you say that because you know if you're not going to if you're not going to have what everybody wants in the physicality fighting aspect, you have to bring something in different that's unique, like what Trevor Zegras does, or like what um, Sveshnikov you know does with all this, the things he tries to do, or what McDavid does and the spinoramas and you know the. You need to be more creative and exciting. You can't just be the, let's throw it from behind the net all the way to the far corner. Let's get in there. Let's have a four check where both defensemen and forward go like this, woo, parallel to each other. And there's not one con- one piece of contact that happens. So I totally agree with you, Rib. 100%. Glad we solved that. 100%. 100%. Yeah, we solved it's it. just, all, all that started with Wayne Gretzky. I know. How about I know. that? Hey, can I ask you a question? We were talking about coaches. Who's the best coach in the game right now? Rod Brennan Moore. I, I, I mean, that's a good one. But what's and that, the reason why I bring this up is because Boston has been so much better than everybody else with a brand new coach that came from Dallas who got fired from Dallas because of 
more personal prob personal problems. But um, was that a granted? He that sorry. Are you going to tell me was. that? Are you going to tell me right now that um, Jim Montgomery? Um, no, no. Should be should be the Jack Adams this year. Is that what you're saying? Because I'm going to tell you right now. This, Jer, just hang on here a second. When you coach that team, you're not coaching the team. They already have their system. Okay, <laughs> They already have their system. All you're doing is you're just steering the ship. You're allowing everybody else to do all the work. They do all the stuff. The power play is already implemented. So what you're saying, then, Craig, is, is Don Sweeney automatically wins general executive of the year, basically, for building that team. I, I would say yes. Look at look at what he's done over the course of his time. He's brought in I agree with the you. entire team. Charlie Coyle. Do you remember do you remember back a couple of years ago? We were like, oh my God, let's get Charlie Coyle. He's an unbelievable centerman. He can be that big uh, guy down the middle. All of a sudden, yep. Boston picks him up for a first round draft pick. They go get Taylor Hall and sign him to a contract. Taylor Hall's happy. He's okay with playing on the second line. He's he's now playing, no pressure, not no having pressure. to be the pressure guy. I mean, they've brought in so many players. Like you look at you look at the, some of the teams. Like Toronto Maple Leafs went and got a major player, a major player in Ryan O'Reilly guy that's won the con Smythe. He's won a Stanley cup. He's won the Selkie. He's got a fucking massive name because he's from Toronto. Big personality. New York Rangers went and picked up Tarasenko, the face of St. Louis blues. They went and picked up an icon in, in, in Patrick Kane. But what does that do to the dressing room? You know what I'm saying? Like you look at the teams like Boston, they went and got a fourth line right winger. And Garrett Dan Hathaway, who is, who's already won a Stanley Cup, who is still hungry Sandpaper. to play. What's that? He's Sandpaper. 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 They went and pick up Orloff, <laughs> who in this league is That's an unbelievable pickup, by the way. But, unbelievable. But, he, but he's not a he's not he's not a name that people are like, well, he's gonna be the first uh, defenseman or no, he's gonna fit right in in the top four. Under the radar, you got your Charlie McAvoy, you got your uh, uh, Lynn Holm, and now you have probably a number one or two defenseman in Orloff, but he's not a number one or two defenseman on Boston. He's just a puzzle piece. And that's why Boston's so good is they went out and they didn't bring in something. They didn't bring in anything that was going to change who they were. Guess what? The New York Rangers were a very good team before, but they brought in basically larger Power. than life players. Power. And Power. that's going yeah. to change the inside of your dressing room. And yeah. I don't know if that's going to work for them or against them. And we're still trying to figure that out. The deadline hey, deals you, did, don't hey, always hey, go ahead. Hey Riv. Hey Riv. Did you did you get up extra, extra early today and, and have your Wheaties? Because you're you're on you're on fucking point today, man. I got a new Do dog, you? man. I got a new dog, <laughs> new puppy, and it's like I have so you're happy? slept you're happy? so little in the last little while because I'm just, I'm so worried about the little guy. Like I'm waking up at, uh, you know, so we can pee in the middle of the night. And it's like, if I hear well, him, on, like man. I'm you laying beside Jesus. the cage, like at the night to calm him down. It's just like, I don't know. You're laying down next to the cage. I bet you oh, are. Yeah. I make it. 
I am. I, I listen. I, I hear I, you I, making little I poppy noises. This, this is this is I a little guy. It. This is a little guy that is, you know. I just like he's a puppy. What kind? What kind? Uh, it's it's called a uh, party doodle in the sense that um, it it's like a it's like a labradoodle. We already have yeah. one. We already have a a golden doodle, and now we you know for some fucking reason we yeah. need another one. That's a great idea, but uh, he's made you a great, great little guy. Uh, no, I, uh, so, no, but I, I will go back to this. You, you are, I think you are absolutely 100% bang on with that Boston take. And yes, yeah, Sweeney should get the GM of the year. Um, but who's going to win the Jack Adams though? Like my thing is what I'm trying to say is, and, and this is, this is going to sound super disrespectful, super disrespectful. Um, but you can't have and, Montgomery's got to be on, he's going to be on it. He's going to be on the top three. Well, I don't fuck. care what. He's, he's, he's going to be on it because I, they, I think that's such bullshit lost, that the guy has a great games. team and he's getting great success out of it. And we can't consider him, you know, coach of the year because of the players that he Who's has. Who's your coach I, of the year, Petey? I got one right, right in my mind right now. It's fucking you no already brainer. said Rod Brindamore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Rod Brindamore oh has built the don't Carolina Hurricanes. I know and, who. I have a better one than you guys do. No, no, no. Hold don't on. take mine. Buddy. Wait, wait. Wait, Banana hands, Hulk Hogan, Lindy Ruff. Fucking a right. If he does not win the Jack Adams, it's absolutely skewered, man. Guy's got like sausage fingers, man. He's got the biggest hands. New Jersey, you said you said Lin- Lindy Ruff win. Lindy Ruff. Win. Lindy Ruff. I can't. I can't. Who's their, I can't, who's their number I can't one defenseman there? Who's their number one defense, Jr. I can't disagree with you that on that. I cannot. Yeah, who's their number one defenseman? I don't even know. I there, even just name me, name me, name me two defensemen on the team. I cannot. Who's their goaltender? Is it Blackwood? I don't even know. I might even be. I might, might even be late, late to the game. I don't watch New Jersey. So you don't know any of the goaltenders, and you can't name me fucking two defense. Who's on no. their third line? No idea. That's why Lindy Ruff is one hundred percent going to win the Jack Adams. Do you understand me? Yes, I do. Okay, stop. Stop for a second. Boston. Jim off fucking Montgomery. I can stand on the goddamn bench and fucking coach that team. Right now. I Let me no introduce problem. you to the New Jersey Devils, JR. Jack Hughes. Hold on, hold on. Who who's who's the goaltender for Boston? Allmark. Okay. Who who's name me name me two defensemen on, on Boston? This is what I'm talking about. I'm like, when when you sit there and you talk about Carolina. You can name the goaltenders. You can name the defensemen. You can name the third line. You can name their star players. What makes a Jack Adams type coach is when you take a team that nobody respects. Nobody. Can you tell me right now that you in a million years would bet right now at the end of the season that New, New Jersey Devils would be one of the top teams in the NHL? No, not, never. Like, they're sitting third right now in the NHL. 88 points, 41 games. They still have 19 games left to play. I look at that and sit there and say, Lindy Ruff has done something well. He's done something right. And look and, and look, look, to, look at the way that... Look at the way that... Um, that um, Quinn has played, that Jack has played, right? Was it? 
Jack um, Hughes. Oh yeah, Jack, Jack Hughes. Hughes. Jack Hughes. Yeah, I get that. I get there. I get those guys. Quinn Hughes, Jack Hughes, Jack Quinn. Yeah, I, I always always got Jack Quinn. Yeah, because it's Quinn Hughes, it's Quinn Hughes, and Quinn. And, it's, yeah. yeah. So, but look at look at this the year from last year how Hughes played to how he's playing this year. I'm gonna tell and, you what, man. I was early to I was early to write this guy off. Me too. I thought it was, was too early. Small. I thought, like his first year, I'm like, eh, this just ain't it. Like you can't draft guys he, first he made, overall out of the NTDP. It's not going to work one of the anymore. Most massive but jumps. again, he's he's put up more points than any NDP player in the history of the game. He had to have something, right? The problem with you know Hughes is he's just so tiny. He looks like he's 14 years old, and you're thinking to yourself. He's Here's really going to struggle against the men. Right. Here's my but, question, though. Here's my question, though. He had such a major, major leap in success. Does Lindy Ruff have anything to do with how he played this year? Um, I think that Lindy yes. Ruff has... Uh, um, probably Lindy Ruff has learned. Now, here's the thing. Back when I played on the Sabres and Petey played on the Sabres, Lindy Ruff and how he coached our star players. He was, I mean, off the chart tough on our best players, not our middle players, not our back end players, the elite players on the game. Lindy Ruff was so hard on these guys that everybody else followed suit. Mm, I think Lindy Ruff, has changed in 15 years. He's changed the way he sees the game. He changes the way that he approaches the game. And he understands that the players in the game are a lot different than what they were back years ago. So I think Lindy Ruff has evolved as a coach. He's he's literally going to go down as one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game. He has evolved, I think. And when you have a Jack Hughes and, and and Jack Hughes had a very good year last year, Jack Hughes in 49 games had 26 goals and 56 points. Like we're talking a kid that was on pace for 90 plus. Okay. Jack Hughes this year has exploded. 36 goals, 76 goal uh, points in 59 games. He's exploded. Has Lind- Lindy Ruff done anything different? I don't think he has. I think Jack Hughes has just matured as a young man. He's not Ooh. 18 years old anymore. I think he's what is he? 21 or 22 years old? He's going to be turning. Tw- he's going to be turning 22 in May. Is this so, is this his fourth year or third year? This is his fourth year. Okay, that's out. That's 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 right then. That's right on on the maturity level. Uh, I listen. I I know Craig hates hearing this. I, I Lindy loves having his one-two centerman. I mean, everybody does, right? But you go back and look at what we had in Buffalo in 06-07 when Lindy Ruff won the President's Trophy as a coach. I think he won Jack Adams that year. I'm not sure. We had Danny Briere, who had 95 points. That would be your Jack Hughes. And we had Chris Drury, who was our two-way centerman, kind of everything kind of guy, 200-foot guy, got us about 70-some-odd points. And that's Nico Heischer to a, to an absolute T, you know, and then he has some nice pieces around it that are developing in. I mean, 
who wouldn't love a six foot five defenseman that has sixty one points in sixty three games and is plus twenty two? You know what I mean? Anyway, what's what, what's that guy's name? Dougie Hamilton. Okay, thank you. Because Dougie Hamilton's been on what four teams, three yeah. teams in the last yeah, game? yeah, amazing. So amazing. Anyway, Jr. Anything to report? It's, anything it's, else? It's, I'm just all over the map, man. I was in Chicago. I told you watching some Hawks games. I was in New York for the first time in four years, which was which was interesting. And now I'm going skiing today, right? So, um, are you a skier, or are you going skiing? Um, well, you I'm own a pair of skis. No, no. I I go skier, I I I go <laughs> vacation skiing. No, but I'm a very good skier. The only problem is, is I'm I'm too straight. I'm too straight of a skier. And it, it gets at my age, it's probably not a very good idea. So, so where you're going, do they have like, you know, hills that anyone can do, or is it just com- completely going like- to Vail? Going to Vail, man. We're going to, we're going. So, to, how is that going to do for your body? So when how's I think your, Vail, your knees I, I'm be? not a skier. So, when I think Vail, I think that's got to be some pretty elite skiing. Massive hills. It's big, massive, big, big time. What, I mean, what are you this, doing this, there? What are you doing <laughs> there? Do you belong on those hills? Bro, listen, don't underestimate the old man. Like, you know, I was a pretty good skater in my time. I'm a pretty I'm not good underestimating your abilities. I'm underestimating your experience. That's all I, it but, is. But, I, but, but you're overestimating. I'm overestimating my, my oh, Listen, <laughs> the way I look uh, at dude. this is your friggin' gut is going to take you down the hill with some speed. That's what I think when, I, when I'm thinking of JR. Yes. Don't so let gravity listen, take I'm, over I'm, too much. <laughs> <laughs> I got one thing. I, I got one thing protecting me is I, I'm, I'm. We're going with with uh, eight friends of ours, and I just I can't get too far ahead. So we got to stay together as a pack. So I, I got I got to tone it down a little bit. And yeah, you're gonna be trace, you're gonna be yelling back at them. Thing. Guarantee your your uh you know. Yeah, but you know what I do, which is which is which is because nobody else could do it is I'm the video taker of the thing. So I'm literally going down the slopes with my camera. Behind everybody, filming it all, going fast again. Be careful, Jr. Be careful. <laughs> so, so I'm just hoping next Wednesday when I see you guys, I'm not in a uh, not in a neck brace. <laughs> you know what? Man? Says, I gotta be Jason honest. Says, with why you? would you say that? Why would you say that? Why would you even say that? Why? It's because I put in my brain to protect myself. That's why. Well. At least come back in an ankle brace, so we got a story, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Sorry, Jill. We're like a doctor's office around here. We're going to keep you waiting in the waiting room. Take your time. Whatever you got to (laughs) do. He's only got got 15 minutes. Exactly. Well, let me tell you this then. Let's get right to it. Are the Sabres letting it slip away a little bit here? Well, I mean, it's certainly slipped away from them a bit. Now, are they unrecoverable? I don't know, but it slipped away for sure. And the biggest issue is how many teams are involved in this race. I mean, you yeah. can you can add Detroit to that, right? Like, so you got Detroit, Washington, Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida. It, it's an uphill battle for all those teams just because there's so many teams at play. Like, if there's two, three teams, you can make up more ground. But when there's that many teams involved in it, like, yeah. I mean, you're talking seven Games teams played is why it's going to be one hell of a race, but it's going to be hard for all those teams. I think 
it's going to be hard. They got to get hot. They got to get on a run. Well, tonight um, around the league, Buffalo plays Dallas at home. Okay, that's no easy task. You have Vegas, Tampa Bay. There's no implication <laughs> there. Islanders, Pittsburgh play each other. That's a massive game. Like, I don't know who you want to have win that. Probably the Islanders, no? No. Okay. Uh, I because mean, I, I think right now, Pittsburgh is sitting with 73 points, but they have three games in hand on the Islanders. The Buffalo Sabres have three games in hand on the Islanders. You want one of those teams is eventually going to blow away from the pack. And I think Pittsburgh is going to be the team. You know, we have a better chance right now of catching the Islanders than we do Pittsburgh. So you want Pittsburgh to win that game. Yeah, that that game against the Islanders was a huge, huge, huge game for the Sabres. I heard, man. No, and another is a huge game is when Pittsburgh Penguins are down four nothing against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you turn the game off because you're sitting there with a <laughs> massive smile on your face, going, "We got this one locked in, so I don't need to go back and watch it." Okay, and I don't need to check on it because when I watch Sabers games, I'm not just watching the Sabers; I'm constantly watching to see what's happening against other teams like the Islanders, Ottawa, Florida, Washington. I'm always watching to see what those teams are doing. So in that game against Pittsburgh, where Pittsburgh is losing for nothing, I turned off the game, turned off my brain. And because that was signed, sealed and delivered. And then realized <laughs> that the next day that they came back and won five, four and over overtime. Like, how is it even possible? Any issues with that? Uh, any issues with that? I agree with you. That's 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 frustrating for the Sabers and the fans for sure. Uh, any uh, frustration or disappointment in the winning goal against the Islanders? Kicking motion or not? No, I think those. I, I think I think kicking motion in general. I think you allow those goals. I just. I don't think play. you should be I able get... to like wind up and take a soccer kick at the net, which I don't think anybody would do anyway. But why? I think why that's can't... a skill. I think what one hundred percent. I think that's Anything... that's a redirection. That's not a kick. He exactly. stuck his knee out, and he read. Yeah. What's the difference between that? And I know guys that were like, "Man, I'll take I'll take shots off my ass. I'll take shots yeah. off my hip. I mean, bank one off my knee. You can blast one off my foot." Yep. I'm like. That's a that's a guy who thought of a way to use his body and get the puck toward the net. There's listen, it's a like at the end of the day, he's just reacting, trying to grab the puck, right? Like yes, thank you. Like that's so, exactly. so it's just a reaction. And and if in, that in a way, Gio, skate, would you almost say that he was trying to maybe knock it down to his stick? I, I think he's no. just trying to stop no? it. Okay. I think he's trying to stop it. From I think he tried to de- deflect it in the net. Yeah. Okay. I, but but if that hits his skate instead of his knee, they call that goal back. So yes. what the hell is the difference on it? I don't. I think those all should count. And even you've watched the the old highlights of guys like head butting it in and stuff. Like that's a goal, man. Like why not? Like I get your hands. Like you don't want the hands involved, and I get the risk of the skate, like a huge kicking motion. But like I don't know. If you I can think- sit on a back door. And turn your skate blade and redeflect the puck into the net. It should be a goal. It should be a goal. Well, you're also telling me that if you're at the side of the net and a puck bounces free and the defenseman has you tangled up with your stick and you can kick it into the net, like just kind of give it a little. not allow that goal. 
You wouldn't so, allow so that? You want, I would not so you, allow the goal. Any you kick want, in motion whatsoever, want, I would not allow the goal. I you want like redirections want are fine. I want redifre- re- redirection where you do not have a kicking motion. Kicking motion, Petey. And 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 this might not happen, but it, it, it very well could. A kicking motion, if you allow that, skates come up. Skates, you know, become uh, weapons now and that's my only concern i'm not asking you to kick it uh to kick i and i agree with that okay so fine i, I can lose the kicking motion w- whatever i'm not talking about a full-on like i said to you a full-on boot or even lifting but i think if a guy can drag his skate sideways across the ice he's a foot away from the net and his sticks tangled up you should be able to do that but again it's never going to happen i'm just saying we want goals let's have some more goals so yes. tough way to lose and tough way to lose but i think it's it, there's it's a really goal. mixed emotions about it there's, yeah i don't a lot of can't. people are angry no shouldn't be shouldn't be shouldn't be angry about that it's a goal and it, it is what it is like you can't it's a tough loss and i think that's where the anger comes in so they have to deflect and find something to blame it's a goal yeah. well let me ask you this you have uh let's do our five game segment here we got dallas and the Rangers coming up, Toronto, Washington, and Philly. How many games are they going to win? And how many games do they need to win? Well, I think you need to win. You need to win four out of five to get back, get yourself we'll back in position. Because Ottawa, you know what I'm saying? Like to well. get yourself back in a good spot, you got to have a four out of five here and then start to roll out from there. I mean, is that realistic? No, I mean, I, it's realistic. It can happen. The team can do it. They've shown they can do it. But everything gets tighter. I mean, you're you're within that 20 games, that race to the finish. Um, you you don't have an easy night. Like you 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 play like you got Toronto and and Rangers, two top teams, playoff teams. Uh, you got Washington who's fighting for their life. You said, right? Washington is in there. Philly, um, who's going to start playing with, uh, no pressure here. And Can then I be the dick? Can I be the dick and yeah, just say this? It. I'm going to say it. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. It was fun while it lasted. I, I don't think you can look at it that way. Like yet <laughs> we've no. done that a few. Well, no, hey, no, we've, we've I, done I think, that a few times listen, though. You you did that you did that when the the huge uh, losing streak early in the season right we came out hot everyone was excited then Fired we had everybody. that big that <laughs> huge 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 losing streak and everyone's like here we go again but the team fought back so this team has it and at the end of the day I've said it the last two years on here this is exactly where you want this team to be. You want them fighting for a playoff spot, playing yeah, that's, meaningful games. That doesn't games. mean we can't be disappointed if they miss, though. Because one hundred percent, you're going to be I disappointed. Mean, Every like, guy that's in that why room I say is going to be well lasted Because I just, I look. I mean, it's a young team. I mean, I'm sure. I just don't I'm sure like deep to... down. They're 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 feeling pressure because internally they'd be like, it would be great to make the playoffs and just you know give everybody a big you know fuck you because everyone wrote us off and this we're the first team to do it in 13 years and break the longest like you don't think they want to be the group that breaks the longest playoff uh slump in for sure they do NHL history so i mean I, there there's there's a lot I, going into these games emotionally I, and i just they're young I just don't like I, I don't like the term it was fun while it lasted because you're 
you're making it seem like it's over, right? Like it's, I don't know. Well, can you not say that it might be? This is very much not not over. Exactly. Where they are right now is very much not over. The only concerning thing about this thing, they, they have 63 games played, 66 games played by, by the Islanders. My only thought right now is they played Dallas. Dallas, the number one team or the number two team in, in, in uh, the Western conference, you have the Rangers who significantly got better and were already a very strong team. That is a very tough team to play against right now because the Rangers are looking to gain some momentum. Then you have the Toronto Maple Leafs that just embarrassed, and I mean embarrassed, Buffalo in Buffalo last time they played. These are the next three games. We need to win these games. We need to get these games under our belt so we can get back into a good good position in this playoff race. But it seems like all the teams that we're going to play are super, super difficult games. Um, what's this team's record without Samuelson? It's well, not it good. Wasn't good at the it's start. Not of good the year. at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, everyone was dogging that contract at the beginning of the year, but the games he's missed, it's been a significant impact to the team. Right, like that. He's just underrated. He's that guy that you don't necessarily notice all the time, but he's he's making that decor. Better. Well, it's not about it's not about scoring goals with this team. Yeah. It's not been about scoring goals. They've had a number of players that have played very well offensively. This team, whether you're first, second, or third line, fourth line, everyone chips in. Okay. We've had players like Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Alex Tuck, T- Cousins, Casey Middlestat. I mean, we've had a number of players that have had career years and that are getting better, that are still super young. Why the Sabres are losing is not because of offense. It's because of defense. And even when Samuelson is in the lineup, I think on on a, too many nights, they're struggling with defense. Now of, with him out of the lineup, they have, they have players in the lineup that are borderline, borderline guys that you want in your lineup each and every night. Of the last 19 games, I can give them not because I think they're going to win them, but because these are the games that they absolutely should and must win. I can give them eight. Nine tops. So it would be Washington, Philly, Nashville, Montreal, Philly, Florida, Detroit, Ottawa, Columbus. However many games that is, those are the games they, they absolutely should win out of those. Then you have Dallas, Rangers, Toronto, Boston, Jersey, Islanders, Rangers, Carolina, Rangers, Devils are the other games. Yeah. So the easy games, you're saying that they should be winning, right? Not easy, but just games that I think they have to absolutely not lose to those teams. So they got what, 19? Yeah. You win 14 of those. I don't know that that's good enough. That's 28 points, right? Yeah, that brings you mid-90s. 92, like, yeah. I mean, that's, 14, that's 14, yeah. 14 out of 19 games. Like, that's a good clip. And you're still mid-90s. You're Like, you got to... 
I mean, you can afford to lose comfortably. 14 and 19. Like, in in reality, so in order to get to close to that 100-point mark, right? So that 97, 98 mark <laughs> is probably going to be the number, correct? Even call it 13, because we've seen years where teams get in with 92, 93 points. Call it 13. I don't know. know. I'm going the other way. I'm like, they got to win close to freaking... <laughs> 15, so like 16, I was saying 15 16 of these 19 so like I was saying I don't like you're saying that it, it was know, fun while because, it lasted but that's, that's all like, I'm just being a I'm just being a dick and I can do that here yeah, I, I, but I, I, what I'm saying is like this is gonna be a fun ride down the stretch for him I do think it is a steep climb uphill especially with all the teams involved that's It'll why I, nice don't like your, I don't like your. I don't like your saying. That's our all. month of I, I April. I said it like that on purpose because I know you I, did, you know, but I'm just can, saying. Like in our position, we can spin it any way we want to. I know, but it's the been month a fun of April. Team. It's is, been a fun team a, to watch, and you got to give these guys some credit. That's all. I I said this the other day, um, um, Geo. I said this the other day. If this team does not make the playoffs for the first time in a very long time. I'm walking away from the season with a huge smile on my face, knowing, knowing and feeling deep down with what I've watched on the ice, watching the players, watching the um, how tight these guys are. You know, like, I mean, Kevin Adams, I think, has done a very good job. I love where we're cap are, where the cap is. I love what Kevin Adams has done with the with the recent signings with certain players. Um, he's got some work to do in the future with some other players, but I, I just, I'm really happy with where they're at. And if they don't make it, I, I believe that I'm okay with it for the first well, me, time in like a decade. Let, let, here are some things that I would like to see happen if the Savers miss the playoffs. Okay, number one, they've already, they've already done a lot with with getting to the point that they're at at this point in the season. Really want to see Tage Thompson hit 50 goals, 100 points. Really want to see that. Uh, Darlene would love to see him stay above a point of game player for the entirety of the season. You know, Skinner finish over a point of game, you know, get to maybe, you know, definitely 32 goals, 35 goals if he could. Uh, Tuck just to see him back on the ice. Uh, Cousins get to 30 goals, you know, five more goals. He's getting a lot of chances. Middlestad get to get to 50 55 points. points. You know, try to have a strong finish, you know, be almost a point of game guy. Olafson get 30. Jack Quinn get to, you know, 17, 18. I don't know. Just little little goals like that that you set for the team, right? Like players that you, the core of the group going forward. Some positive yeah, notes I, you can take. For out of sure. Season, right? For sure. Like Listen, Victor Olafson in the last five games has zero points and he's minus seven. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If you want to make the playoffs... I told you, I told you, how many, Petey, how many times did I say this? It's not about the first line. It's not about Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. And when Alex Tuck was playing, those are the guys that are not going to get us into the playoffs. Because those guys are going to produce each and every night. That's what they do. That's why they've had great seasons. And that's why we score a lot of goals. But that's not the reason why this team's going to get into the playoffs. You need to have secondary scoring. You need to have the lines that are behind your first line to make your team dangerous. 
You have Victor Olsen in the last five games that's minus seven with no points. Does is that a recipe for success? If that if this guy who's a one trick pony, who's a goal scorer, if he does not score goals, then put him in the stands. Well, just put him on the power play. Fuck, they don't even put him on the ice five on five. I'm serious when I say that. Just put him on the power play. Use him. Give him a few couple shifts here or there. Play him like a fourth line guy that's going to, you don't, you think he needs to play 14 minutes to, to rip a puck on the power play for, for a minute and a half? No. Gio, you'd be able to tell me better than I could probably say. But <laughs> no, just... I mean, you want, you know, I, I agree. I mean, you can play him power play. You do have to give him some five on five to keep him in the game, but yeah. um, you certainly, can limit his five he, on five. He, he meant to see Victor Olsson doing a meat skate. <laughs> Victor Olsson going out there for his, his thirty goals, four point five million, going out there for a TV timeout, skate to the corner and back. <laughs> Listen, that's what I used to. You do want to make the playoffs? Game. You have to have your skilled players play playoff hockey. Victor Olsson going even further in the last ten games. How many points does he have? Two. Two? How many does he have? You have it in front of you. Zero. I mean, 10, ten he games? He has zero ten points games. in 10 games. Oh, zero what's points. His plus minus? What's his plus minus? Two, four, six, eight, ten. He's minus nine in 10 games with zero points. Why the fuck the is he in the lineup? Why is he in the lineup? Is this a young guy that you want to keep in your lineup and just have him go through his uh, bumps and bruises? No, Jesus. you don't. No. Why is he in the lineup? I'd rather have J.J. Paterka in the lineup who might struggle a little bit because if it's that time of year, he's 20 years old, just ha- pl- play it out. Figure it out. Like, this is a tough time of year. Sabres have, are in a situation that other teams do not like the last decade, do not look at them as a pushover. Teams are playing them hard. Teams are playing them physical. Teams are getting after them. Now you need players that need to fight through that, need to fight through all those tough times to get to get to where you want to get to. And and listen, 10 games, 10 11 games. games, Craig. Just go one more. There's one more zero. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there to the eleventh game, Petey. You're going. <laughs> you're going in, in five game segments. <laughs> but listen, oh I mean, Victor God. Olson is a very talented hockey player. He skates very well. He moves the puck well. His hockey IQ is is excellent. His shot is world class. But it's not acceptable. It is not acceptable at any stretch of the imagination to go. 10 games without a point and be minus nine. You have to look at yourself and say, why am I not in a position as a goal scorer to score goals? Now, is he the only one who's uh, gone through a a, a tough streak? The answer is absolutely not. But let me tell you, you need Victor Olofsson to do his job at the highest of, of his abilities in order for this team to have an opportunity to make the playoffs. All right, so let's end on a positive note here. Jordan Greenway's a Sabre, Geo. We haven't talked to you about that. We talked on Friday about the chances of getting him. You know him. What's he bring to the team? And uh, what have you guys thought of him 
uh, in the in the first couple games. He played twelve oh seven his first game against Edmonton, and he played fourteen thirteen against the Islanders the other night. Um, I think he's making some things happen that you don't necessarily notice, right? Like he's getting net front, he's posting up there. Uh, Ocposo's goal, which is just a wrister from the blue line, that doesn't go in unless he's standing right on top of the crease, right? So he's bringing a different dynamic to the team that they haven't had, like we said that they needed. Um, so whether he shows up on the score sheet or not, he's starting to find his groove in his game within this team. Um, you know, you obviously want him to pitch in offensively and help you there, but I think what you're looking for him is those intangibles, right? Like a big body and get in on the four check, possess some pucks, win some battles below the goal line and be that net front presence uh, that just posts up there. Cause we don't have guys that do that. Right. He made a nice play in that first game against Edmonton. I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, he came out from behind the net. Defenseman was leaning on him. He kind of brought the puck to the slot and slid it over to Dylan Cousins, who whipped one wide. But just a nice play. I mean, it's a it's a big man play, big body play. And he start, he was roughing it up a little bit, too. He got in some scrums. And I love his number, the big boy wearing number 12. <laughs> I love his number, Gio. Super disrespectful. Yeah. Did he I'm ask you for, permission? I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for my Rolex from him or something, right? Like, isn't that yeah, standard? Absolutely. Issue? Well, I heard how the conversation went. Do you want to know how the conversation went? I guess he called, like, he was on the phone with Bartlett after the trade. Yeah. And he's like, hey, they asked me what number they would, that I should wear or I could wear. And I said 12, but I understand Geo wore it. Would you mind asking Geo? And Steve goes, fuck Geo. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no way, there's no way Bartlett's letting Greenway spend any money. Save your money. Geo's got money plenty. Geo's got plenty. Oh, it's great though. Great number. I love that number twelve. But anyway, I think he's great, man. I mean, obviously, you know, they haven't won a. He's game great. He's got a lot of work to do. Hundred percent. Don't say I, I, that, I, I, Debbie yeah. Downer. Like, come on. Nope. Like, we're trying no, to no, end no, 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 no. Petey, Petey and I had this conversation. Negative freaking. No, 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 space. no, no, no. What he's, happened? Of, of course, he's got a long way to go. Like he. No, no, no. no that's not had, true. That's not he true. He hasn't had because... a great. Uh, he he didn't have a great year in Minnesota. That's okay. why they're moving on from him. Okay. But let the guy get in here and get okay. settled. It's been like a week. He's been in okay. Buffalo. Excellent. You're shitting on the guy already. Okay, hold on. Edie and I had a fucking conversation there. Gio has to Brian. go. Brian. He said one. that he's going to jump in here and no. absolutely shred it. Brian. Okay. Brian. And I said, for clarity, no. do you believe that that's exactly He is how going he said to need it? some time. It's my turn to talk, Petey. Okay. You had your turn. Always your turn to talk. So I said, he is a great asset for this team, exactly what the team needs, but he is going to need some time from Don Granato. And whatever voodoo medicine that Don Granato spreads on these guys, they all seem to find their game. And I'm going to tell you, I think Jordan Jordan Greenway is going to find his game here in Buffalo, but it is going to take some time. So what I'm saying, Gio, I'm not shitting on him. I'm super pleased because I've been talking about this guy for over a year. I think he is exactly what this team needs, but we should not expect something from him that he can't maybe provide right now but i'm telling you 
he's going to be in a really good situation moving forward. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, Gio, I'm I'll, saying I'll, I'll back I, off I think, this guy. Think, Just let him play. Let him yes. gain his confidence. He's been in a shitty position in Minnesota, but I think he's got a lot to offer this team. And let's just give him time to work his game. That's well, all I'm why saying. Did, why do you think I said like he's under the radar? He's doing the things that don't show up. Yes. That's exactly what you want but, from him right now. He's not going to hit his stride with this team. He's not going to hit his peak until next year. Yes, exactly. Until, That's until what I'm he saying. he has these 20 games with him, with Granado. Yes. He comes back, has a, a training camp with them. He like yes. That's when he's going to be at his best next season. Yes. That's what I'm okay. saying, Gio. Okay. I'm not well, shitting on him. Phrase it it's not, differently. Like, no, it's not Debbie Downer. Said, what what no, did I say? He's got a long way to go. Like that's like exactly. A, so am I like wrong? It's a negative thing that? on him. What you say? No, you is, took it as a negative, J- uh, uh, Gio. You took that as a negative. How do you Gio, phrase hey, it? Gio, you're like you you're like all the, the you're like all the the political uh, you know uh, outlets that just spinning spinning the words to your narrative. Listen, no, I basically said. He's got a long way to go. And what I mean by that is back off him, let him play, let him gain his confidence. All those small things that don't show up on, on the, the screen right now, or the score sheet, give him some time because he is going to be in a situation where he's going to turn his game around. And I think it's really Buffalo is going to benefit from, from this guy's play. Then say it that way. Say it that way. Don't say he's got a long way to go and then be he's done. He's got a long way to go. He does have a long way to go. Do you agree with that? I do. But okay. Not, okay. not so, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so listen to this. Uh, Gio, I never disagree with you because I, I just won't disagree with the guests that often. And like, and I like you. And how I like long you, is it that I'm, how long and is I like it you that more than still Craig. a guest? Like, I'm a. Like you go from so, a guest so to what? Gio. What's the next step? Like a friend of the show? I, I don't well, know. Well, you like, are. No, you are. And I guess that's like, why, you know, like it? I'm like, going to stop treading so lightly, but I thought you were a little aggressive with saying that Craig was shitting on Jordan Greenway. <laughs> was, he wasn't Gio. shitting on Jordan Greenway. But Gio. I Sorry, also I might have jumped the gun, but Gio. all I'm saying is it's how you phrase things. Like the world that you, what you put out to the world, Craig, like yep. you have to, like the way you phrase it, Yep. Is how people immediately take it. So a listener okay. is going to hear you say he's going to listen. I mean, you you were glass half empty. On, they're they're going to another jump person on. listening to what I'm saying is going to take the glass half full. Meaning he's got work to do. He's not where he is, where he should be, and wants to be as a player, or or the team. It's not it's not where he needs. He's got work to do. So there's glass half empty, and then there's Geo glass. You know, listen. I mean, it is what it is. We can sit here and argue all day long. I'm sorry for keeping you so long, Gio. Like, you know, I send this to the host of the show that Gio needs to be off by 10 o'clock. And listen, I mean, it's only 10, 14. So I asked him at 10. I asked him right at 10 o'clock, Gio, do you have to go? And you said, I got 10 more minutes. We went 14. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything for you guys. Anything for you guys. Especially uh, yeah. Craig. Do you hear we're that? Gonna see, sincerity, we're going to see each other. We're going to see each other at the rink tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, and we're going to hug it out. And that's what the listeners don't understand: is that we can, are you playing? We can, you, you have we, a game tomorrow. We have a game at ten, but I'm going to have to drop watch. off. I don't, I, Craig. That's the last thing I want to do is come watch your game. But there's an individual in my house that wants to come watch your game, so I have to bring her to your game. <laughs> she has school tomorrow. Did you tell her that. St. Mary's has off tomorrow, buddy. Well, obviously. You pay more money to coach this school less. 
I'm gonna. I this may not stay in the show, but you want to know what one of my kids' teachers said to him one day about like, because <laughs> my son goes to a Catholic school. <laughs> Brody said, "I don't want to go to a Catholic school anymore." And the teacher said to him, "Why not? You get more days off at Catholic school." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not anything about the religious aspect of it. Huh. Not anything about not the to benefit. make you a better human and We're like, gonna hey. make you, why you're gonna, you know, like. It was simply smaller classrooms. No, <laughs> four days off. Oh, okay, I'll stay at the Catholic school. <laughs> that's why. That's why she teaches there too. She loves the days off just as much yeah. as the kids do. <laughs> oh my god! Really? So, yeah. What do you call it when you um, confess to uh, confession? The... Confession. <laughs> <laughs> That whole you throw a different ending on the word, that whole thing. So we, I, I pick up a couple of kids at school and they, they were telling me about their confession. And I'm like, well, what the hell is that? And they're like, well, you have to confess to <laughs> yeah. the, the, the priest or whatever, the, you know, your, your sins. And I'm like, what? And, uh, I said, so Nick, what, like, what the hell? Because he's not Catholic. He, I said, so what did you do? He's like, well, I went in there. I mean, I'm like, well, what'd you, what'd you say? He's like, well, I, I didn't know what to say. So I just told him that I cheated on a test and, you know, this and that. I'm like, well, did you cheat on the test? He's like, no. I'm like, so you, lied to, you just lied to the, you lied in confession. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to say. I needed that to been, something that should, just, that should have been his second one. Is I just lied to you. <laughs> Well, you know why? Because the guy on the other side of that wall with the holes is like is going to hear this, and he's going to lean over and say, "Father, forgive me, for I am perfect." <laughs> forgive me, for I am perfect. Only you would say that. Only you would come up with that. Forgive me, that I am perfect. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle. And at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.